0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by Rich Fuchlin with A Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. Rich is going to talk to us today a lot about home inspections, some things he's seeing out in the field, and give you some recommendations for um, you know how to handle the inspection process. And I want to uh, remind everyone to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. Always doing some cool giveaways right now uh, in honor of my Tom Cruise-esque Top Gun mimicking billboards. We're giving away some AMC gift cards, Uh, so make sure you're following us. And Also, if you're a prior client of our company, we have a VIP page that um, only a select group get into, but if you bought or sold a home with us, send us a message on one of our socials. We do some really cool giveaways. We we gave away lightning playoff tickets uh, during the last round. So if you've bought or sold a home with us in the past, uh, make sure to message us on one of our socials and we'll add you to the VIP page where we do some even cooler giveaways than we do on our regular socials. So um, lots of exciting things happening in Tampa Bay with the lightning uh, sweeping and uh, moving on to the next round. And now we're just uh, excited to see them jump to the next round. But but Rich, I want to start today and just talk about home inspections. It's it's actually a challenging thing that a lot of people are running into because buyers In such a competitive market, have gone the distance of waiving home inspections in a lot of scenarios, which we have found to be uh, not really fun to deal with when they find stuff after they close, Uh, but it's what they had to do to get the deal accepted. Um, One of the things I've been recommending people do is still do an inspection. Um, You know, if you have to waive the right to inspect or the right to cancel the contract. Um, If you have to waive that right to get a deal done, let's say there's a house with a bunch of offers on it and it's just what you have to do or else the seller isn't going to take your offer and you really want the house that much. I still recommend an inspection. Um, It just won't give you the right to cancel because then it can give you the blueprint. I tell people in a market as hot as this. um, Most of the cancellations that we see are for, you know, very small cost items and then people end up raising their price or finding a home with the same issues or the same dollar amount of issues because there's no perfect house and then interest rates are higher and then prices are higher by the time they find the next one so for me i'm a firm believer that in a in a in a highly appreciating market you shouldn't cancel a real estate uh contract unless we're talking about something very expensive something big item because the next house is probably going to have a, some of those same small items but what I recommend people do is still do the home inspection because then it gives you a blueprint for what you need to do in your first two years of ownership.
1: Absolutely. Um, as a home inspector, I would say that it's always a bad idea to waive the home inspection. Of course, inspection. yeah, of course. But, but with that said— uh, Just
0: like I would say it's always a bad idea to not use a realtor. I exactly. mean, you know, look, we're proud of what we do. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but but understanding that the market is a, a bit unusual, it's crazy out there, um, You know, even more so now because people are paying top dollar, I think it's even more important. Um, You know, people are probably stretching more than they typically would. And you want to know those items that are going to be the big dollar items. And the only way to really know that is to have the full home inspection.
0: And look, one thing I would tell people, too, is that in these scenarios where um, you do an inspection and you don't have a right to cancel, okay, you can still get the seller to allow you to inspect the property. You just don't have a right to cancel for it. And you could certainly still try and choose to cancel, but lose your escrow deposit. So that's your risk. I mean, you know, in an example that that we had not long ago, we had a client that said, "Hey, look, I'll I'll waive the contingency, but I still want to inspect." My risk is my escrow deposit, and uh, they found you know a lot of issues with the house, and they walked on their escrow. I mean, that was just the reality of it. They said, "You know what? It's not worth it for us. We'll take a we'll take the hit on the." on the $5,000 in escrow, because we'd rather not buy a house with $50,000 in repairs. So there are ways to navigate around it that that lower the risk threshold for buyers, but in a competitive market, there are a lot of buyers that unfortunately are being you know dictated to by sellers that say, you know what, you're gonna have to waive the inspection or we're gonna accept another offer, and that's just the market at the moment. Now, I will say that looking at the data, uh, and I look at the data all the time, um, for, for housing sales in Tampa Bay. Looking at the data, I think we're gonna start seeing fewer bidding wars. We're still gonna see them. We're still gonna see prices rise. We're still gonna see, you know, record appreciation. But uh, I think that interest rates and prices continuing to rise are starting to price some buyers out of the market, not to the extent that it'll have much of an impact on our market, because you know, whether you have 20 or one, you know, offers, you can only sell it to one person. So the other 19 really don't matter that much. So Um, so, so, but I do think that you're going to start to see fewer of those bidding war situations. And so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, you know, we have, um, we've been doing a lot of luxury business. So, uh, more so than any year in our, our, our history. And I think a lot of it is affluent people moving to Tampa Bay from other parts of the country. So New York, California, uh, we had one from Chicago make an offer, you know, on a $3 million house. We had a, uh, you know to, an, a, a listing over two million dollars in Lakeland that went above asking price to to an out of town you know buyer. We're seeing a lot of luxury people coming from other parts of the country and so one of the things that I've noticed on the luxury side of things, whether we're listing the home or whether we're buying the home, um, it's a much more comprehensive inspection when you're when you're having to inspect a 10,000 square foot house. Uh, it's going to be more expensive than a 2,000 square foot house, and there's going to be other things that you're looking for or not looking for simply because you're dealing with a a more affluent client but also because you're dealing with a larger structure with more things to to look at. So touch on a, a, a few of the differences that you find when you're doing inspections for, you know, estates and luxury properties and things like that.
1: Yeah, by, by all means, um, the cost is going to be the first thing, of, of course. Of course. You know, typically uh, priced on square footage of the home. So the bigger the home, the more expensive it's going to be. And along with that, the size is going to dictate how long it's going to take, um, you know, once you start getting up to the you know 4 or 5000 square foot in larger homes you're talking at least a half a day if not a full day for the inspection of course you know for a one person team um, you know as far as the inspection itself you know a home is a home so it's you know basically the same process there's the same systems There just might be a lot more of them right where you know your standard home you're going to have one electrical panel on these luxury homes you might have two or three
0: or Um, or like homes that have extra buildings like accessory buildings or accessory garages accessory you know a a mother-in-law apartment those things are all going to add time and cost to the inspection
1: absolutely you know multiple uh hvac systems multiple attic accesses so it definitely becomes a lot longer process to do the inspection but but a home is a home, yeah. and it's going to be the same inspection.
0: It's it's just going to take longer. I think the other thing is is they have features or appliances that other homes don't have. So, for example, you're dealing with a pool with a waterfall and a slide versus just a regular pool where you're looking at the pump. Now you got to look at, like, two or three different pumps. And, you, you know, again, assuming that someone decides to take the option to inspect the pool or you're dealing with a more sophisticated build, uh, more sophisticated hurricane prevention, you know, all of those things can, can become – uh, again, going back to the length of the inspection and the thoroughness, there's there even though you're inspecting the same things you'd inspect in a smaller home, some of those bigger homes have other things, generators, you know, extra optional items, and and I'm a believer, especially if you're buying or selling luxury real estate, you get what you pay for. If you try and skimp on the home inspection, you're you're going to miss things. You know, you're you're talking about a very expensive purchase there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I found too that on those luxury uh, inspections, typically the buyer understands right the value of course and even though it's going to be more expensive uh just like the home is you know it's still a cost worth them doing because in the long run if there are major issues it's going to be way cheaper than getting into a home that has of course
0: yeah and i mean you look at things like saunas and hot tubs and uh waterfalls and um you know movable walls and you know different window ratings and and so when you're talking about luxury and high-end real estate the inspection process has to incorporate you know some of those extra things so it's going to be longer it's going to be more expensive um, what are some you know what are some things you know in, in talking about that space so let's just say you're talking about inspecting you know higher priced homes I make the assumption sometimes that someone who has a higher priced home, um, it that's more expensive is more on top of home maintenance and and home management. and you know, simply because they're responsible financially. That's the assumption I make. But what I found is sometimes these bigger homes, people aren't in some of the rooms where you find more stuff wrong simply because it's a lot for a, a couple or a family to keep their eyes on, right? So it's don't make the assumption that, oh, it's a you know, newer built two thousand and seventeen big home, and you know the owners are wealthy, so I'm sure they've taken care of everything. I would tell, I would caution people from making that assumption simply because more stuff can go
1: wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, in most of those homes, you walk into the home; it's going to be you know well decorated, you know well maintained, cleaned. But th- those type of homeowners still aren't going into their attics somewhat regularly to look for roof leaks or going on the roof to check them out. So the the bigger items, uh, they're still going to be you know uh, hidden the way they would for any other home because those those type of uh, uh, owners aren't checking those things.
0: And and there can be more of those hidden things simply because we're talking about a bigger, more expensive house and especially get into accessory dwellings and detached structures and you know we've even done some um you know some some sales of a farm, you know, rural type property where people have outbuildings and horses and you know animals and then trying to incorporate the inspection of of those items um and those structures is also you know complex that you know that that again isn't isn't um, always understood the complexity of what you might you know have to deal with on a higher end home inspection. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. I'm joined by Rich Fuchlin with a Buyer's Choice Home Inspection. We've been talking about luxury and high dollar estate. Uh, Home inspections. After the break, we're going to continue talking about um, the local real estate market. We're going to talk about new construction and why new construction homes still need a home inspection. A lot of people pass on that. But uh, when we aren't on there, again, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at um, The Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, you name it, we're out there. Just make sure to follow us on our socials. We're always putting out Videos from the show, we're putting out the podcast. We put out um, videos of, of different real estate. One of the real estate videos we had out this week was a high end home that was sold in Lakeland. Uh, it was a $2 million property. We did this really cool video. Like we used one of my cars and, you know, we it was like a three minute video with like a scene and actors and all this stuff. And we've done it before for high end real estate. It's, it does really well for us. And we ended up selling it way above asking price in a bidding war scenario. And the, the clients are ecstatic. Um, brought a lot of energy to it. So you can see that video and those photos on our social channels, again, at the Duncan Duo. And um, we'll be back talking about new construction inspections uh, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, joined by Rich Fuchsland with Buyer's Choice Home Inspections. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team, talking in the first segment about luxury real estate and home inspections and what that entails, the the complexities and the uniqueness of a home inspection on a higher end property. But I want to talk next about new construction. I cannot tell you how often we deal with this. And new construction isn't the same bidding war environment that retail homes are. I can't say it doesn't happen that you get a bidding war frenzy on new construction, but it but it's it's really rare, right? And so what we've seen happening is a trend of, I think, probably builders pressing for this, but also buyers opting, because it's a new home and it's under warranty, opting not to do a home inspection. And it is a critical mistake and has backfired so many times. I mean, you Google any national builder and the word lawsuit, and you will see plenty of times they've been sued for construction defect for all kinds of stuff with workmanship quality. So what I would tell you as a home buyer, um, just because a company is a publicly traded company and they have a, a really great salesperson and they don't want you to do a home inspection don't waive it on new construction. The, 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 they need more inspections, quite frankly, than, than, than
1: not doing any at all. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would totally agree. Um, You know, and a lot of people also buyers of new construction, um, I, I often get the question, well, doesn't the county inspect it? And the answer is <laughs> yes, but. Do you trust that <laughs> you I,
0: Yeah, but they, they're inspecting it to make sure it's a livable structure, right. basically.
1: And I know from personal experience on homes that I've lived in that, you know, uh, what they do and don't do on a particular inspection really varies by probably day inspector, what the issue is. Of course it does. So, and, and yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that we're looking at. The, the average, you know. It's home, like, do you trust
0: the government? And I think the audience <laughs> this show and on this station's probably not uh on page with that but but you're right i mean they say oh the county is going to inspect or it's under warranty they'll take care of it well yeah they're going to take care of it but what if there's a you know, a a two inch wide split in the foundation, you know, how are they taking care of that one that you could have found out prior to it ever being built? Exactly. Yep. But, Uh, but so many, so often people wave it and they shouldn't.
1: No, no. Um, typically, uh, inspectors, you know, there's, there's several different ways that you can go about new construction inspections. Um, I I do what's called a three phase. It's a pre-conc, concrete slab pour inspection. It's a pre-drywall and then a final. Um, There's some very different variations in there, but each of those are very important for different reasons. And, you know, for instance, once the concrete gets poured, you never see what's under that again, unless you have a major issue and need to jack hammered up, which you don't want to go through. Once the drywall goes up, you never really see behind the walls again. So they're all very, very important. And uh, without fail, every single uh, new construction inspection that I do, I find some issues, you know, and they're not all major, you know, like the house was going to fall down around them, but there are things that, you know, you can't fix later easily.
0: Yeah. And I would say that um the the interesting thing about the new construction inspections are yes, it's covered under you know, you're covered under a warranty, but if you don't do the inspection and you're not like an inspection pro or a contractor, how do you know to ca- how do you know what's wrong that they would cover anyway? You don't even know what to get fixed. It's like, you know, not it's like your car having it, you know, you having to identify what's wrong with your car to be able to point out the for the warranty. You got to take it in, have them figure out what's wrong before you can just say something, you know, you have to have that knowledge. And and the majority of home uh buyers don't have that knowledge. They don't know if, you know, there's GFI tripping or if there's, you know, too many outlets on a panel or if there's, I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong um that you don't even know about that over time could end up failing. Maybe it lasts for a year until your warranty's up. And then it fails. And then guess what? If you'd have taken care of it, if you had a home inspection, if it got taken care of under warranty, now it's not under warranty anymore, and you're, you know, you know, SOL, so to speak. So, the reality is, the more that you can do with a home inspector during the new construction process, the more you're holding the builder accountable as well. The builder knows that when somebody, in my opinion, uh, most builders know that when they're having a home inspected and somebody's inspectors on top of it, I think they're going to do a better job than the ones where you know, oh, well, these people are just happy as can be, you know, they 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 don't, you know, we're just going to, you know, slop something here and fix something there. And, and, and generally that happens. There's no doubt the squeaky wheel gets the grease in the new construction world. And also the thing that I concern about is we've spent so many years underproducing homes. Now the builders are like kind of just trying to go gangbusters and they're just throwing houses up. I mean, there's a house in my neighborhood that's going up so fast. And I'm like, Anytime a home is going up that fast, stuff gets missed. Like they just, they hurry it along and, and simple things get missed. Even my own home, I built a custom home, new construction custom home, uh, moved into it a few years ago. And um, the electric on the jacuzzi tub wasn't actually connected. Like it, <laughs> they never even turned it on to test it. Of course, I didn't either, my fault. And uh, I didn't get to using it for a long time. And finally, when I did, I had to hire somebody to come out and run wires and fix all this stuff because they they sealed it all in and put it all together and put the tile all around it and never even like had it run, you know, And, and that's the stuff that happens all the time when they're trying to you know, finish a house and they're rushing it along. They they cut corners. They miss things. So, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. We're going to be back continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo joined by Rich Fuchelin with a buyer's choice home inspections. We covered prior segments of the show. We covered luxury real estate inspections. We covered uh, new construction we covered the condo market and condo inspections. And now I'm going to wrap up the show with some sale-killing mistakes to avoid with real estate listing photos. Look, it's no secret that real estate photos, and and probably just as importantly, videos, are what are really getting homes showcased today. For us, you know, photos matter, but, but video sells a lifestyle. For a lot of our luxury stuff, we've really started transitioning and doing these cool videos with actors. We did one this week. Uh, we released it on a $2 million uh, luxury property that went way above asking price in a cash scenario, multiple offer bidding war situation that we know the photos and videos make all the difference in the world when you're talking in that space. I'm still seeing realtors today taking photos with their cell phone and they're getting lazy. And look, can a home still sell with lazy, lazy photos? Of course it can, but are you leaving money on the table? If you're not hiring a professional, someone that's in the trenches doing listings every day, not your uncle's brother's cousin's friend. I'm talking about somebody that's really reputable. If you're not hiring that person, you might be leaving money on the table with some of these photo killing um you know these these mistakes that you're um you know that you're making. So the the some of the mistakes, okay? Um don't show corners of rooms. You want to show the whole room. You want to use a wide-angle lens. When you when you see just like the corner of a room, you basically are only showing a portion of the room. The room looks so small that people don't even think that it's actually livable. Um, you, um, you know, forget about the fisheye angle, okay? Trying to make a listing look, you know – curvy with the wide angle lens and the walls are curved is, is just it's over. you don't need it anymore. There's plenty of technology technology and camera equipment to sh- show wide angles without using a fisheye where walls are curved. Um, also, this is not TikTok or Snapchat, okay your real estate listing photos should be wide angled. they should be you know like landscape, not portrait. they should not be up and down vertical you know they 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 need to show off a greater space and uh, you don't want the white on the side of them by shooting a photo with your phone in an up and down fashion you're missing out on portions of the room um the um photoshop i think is another one um outside looking in is another one like oh too much photoshop okay like you know you can overdo it with the editing and the, and, and all that especially on like an inexpensive home You know, if you have a a oversaturated photo of the front house and people get there and the house is a completely different color, probably a bad idea. Um, Also outside looking in. So you're, you know, if you uh, shoot a photo from instead of from the door of the room, which is where you should shoot it from to show the room as someone walks in, shooting it opposite where you're shooting it at the door, that's no go zone. Um, A ceiling fan that's moving is a bad idea because it messes up the, the video. Um, you don't want a haunted look, so you don't want things to be dark and shadowy. Um, you you certainly again, so many people still make these mistakes. Uh natural light. You want lots of natural light uh in the property, so make sure to open that up. Clean up your clutter, people. Man, people don't want to see your stuff. They're not buying your stuff, they're buying your house. I'm sure, the same thing goes in the home inspection, right? How many times does the clutter get in the way of your home inspection? All it, the time.
1: It's yeah, it's it's pretty amazing
0: yeah it it's it, it's it's nuts and again messiness clean up the landscape of the front house you know pressure wash have the house looking clean and neat um you want the front elevation photo you want the house to be centered you know you don't want like you don't want it off centered you want it centered um appliance close-ups no one needs to see a close-up of anything when I see like close-ups of like the granite or the the, the, the water fixture or the or the uh, the sink, people, this is not, you're not a magazine. You're selling a house. People don't need to see it up close. They need to see more of the land or different different angles, different things. Um, Same thing, the electrical panels, no one needs to see, that should not be in the marketing photo. That's, it's not sexy. It's not selling anyone. What I've learned about selling real estate through all these years is that people don't buy facts. They buy on emotion for the most part in real estate. So unless you're an investor, the person's buying on emotion. They're not going to get emotionally moved by an electrical panel. Um, blur photos that have blur in them. Photos where you're in the mirror. You know, photos where a car mirror is in it because you're too lazy to get out of your car. Um, you know, those are terrible ones. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on and on about the bad photos. Again, stop with hiring people that are taking it with their cell phone um, hire, have a professional photographer. Realtors are good at selling houses. They're not good at taking pictures of the houses. There's, there needs to be a professional for that. So hopefully you've learned a little bit, make sure you're hiring an agent that's going to use all these tactics. But again, if you're hiring an agent that shows up to take the photos themselves, I would be very concerned. <laughs> I would maybe think about regrouping on that decision. So, well, you've been listening to the Dunkin' Duo Real Estate Show. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all our socials, at the Dunkin' Duo. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. Um, make sure to hit us up at duncanduo.com if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. We would love to help you. And then make sure to keep rooting on those bolts go bolts and have a good rest of your sunday tampa Bay. so we're back here on the duncan duo show talking about the tampa bay real estate market andrew duncan of the duncan duo with rich fuchland from a buyer's choice home inspections and um you know we talked um you know the segments we missed and if you or segments we've covered if you've missed them you can check them out on our podcast we covered luxury real estate and home inspections related to luxury real estate and we also talked about new construction i want to talk about the condo market next and this is something, you know, we're getting a lot of people moving from out of our area um, or buying second homes or buying vacation homes, buying Airbnbs and, and, you know, buying real estate here from other parts of the country. Whether that's California, New York, Georgia, uh, Chicago, you know, Midwest, Texas, even we've had a few. So, and these are not typical military moves. You know, we're right outside the base. So we we do a lot of military business. We work with a lot of veterans and we work with a lot of active duty military that are buying and selling real estate simply from our location close to the base. And so the the reality is, is we're seeing more people buying real estate in this area from out of the area than we've ever seen. And again, I mean, I could have a whole show about why. I mean, you could talk about COVID, you could talk about politics, you could talk about a whole of taxes, you know. There's there's a whole myriad of reasons why, and and I I don't want to get into that. But what I do want to get into is you know the the effect on the condo market, and so the demand for these second vacation Airbnb properties, especially when you're talking about waterfront or higher end or nicer upscale condos, um, ha- hasn't been higher before. People want to be here. They want to have a, a spot here. They want to come here. They're afraid of another COVID. They know Florida is kind of a safe ground for people to be able to go to restaurants and, you know, not be forced to wear a mask or get vaccinated. So so there are people that almost think of Florida or their second home here is almost like insurance for their you know quality of life should wherever they live be locked down or have. I, I know now they're talking about monkey pox or who knows what the next one is. OK, so the reality is, is that our condo market is just, you know, is is busy, fast paced, but a lot of people are making the assumption that they can rent out their condo when they aren't in it. And this applies to a lot of homeowners associations for single family too, but it's really rampant in condos. And I want people to understand just because um, you know, your intention is to buy a home and have it be a second home and rent it out, doesn't mean you're going to be allowed to. There are a lot of condo associations that don't allow short-term Airbnb rentals that will fine you, potentially even you know, try and foreclose on your unit if you're breaking HOA rules or you rack up fines. Uh, there are a lot of condos that don't allow it, that don't want it. Um, and, and there are a lot of HOAs that don't want it, don't allow it, that require, you know, a minimum annual lease or a minimum 30-day lease. So if, if you're buying real estate in this space, be very, very, very cautious. Make sure you're defining out the HOA rules. Make sure that you're not Buying a $2 million condo to rent out, you know, and only spend a few days in only to find out that you're not allowed to. And as soon as you put it on Airbnb, you get a nasty gram to find from the HOA. So, um, again, very few condo communities locally are allowing it. You know, you've got condo tells and you've got some stuff on Gulf Boulevard where it can work. But there's a lot of associations that don't allow it. And, again, I'm not here to argue pro or con because there's good and bad to that. I'm just telling buyers that are buying with that intention to be cautious because, and do their due diligence, and and when I say do your due diligence, that doesn't mean like listening to your realtor tell you that it's okay to do it. Your realtor wants to get a commission. Your due diligence, if you're buying an expensive piece of property, get on the phone with the HOA, look, actually read the bylaws and the condominium documents. I know it sucks to have 200 pages of stuff to ream through, okay? But you're going to make a really big, expensive mistake if you buy a build buy a buy unit in a building that doesn't allow for what your intended purpose is, and then you got to turn around and resell it. So, um, again, the Airbnb thing is, is is going crazy here. Lots of people are buying and doing it, but you've got to be super cautious about making sure that um, it doesn't backfire on you. So, do your due diligence. Call the HOA. You know, and again, here's another one. We had this one not long ago. A client came to us, worked with another agent to buy, didn't work with us, bought a a unit, a unit that um, the HOA doesn't allow for short-term rentals, and the um, buyer didn't do their due diligence, didn't look at the condo docs, didn't talk to the HOA, but said, but there's other units on Airbnb in the community. Well, yeah, there's other people speeding. And there's other people drunk driving. And there's, unfortunately, other people create, you know, committing crimes. Just because other people do it and break the rules doesn't mean it's okay. So, so in that situation, they, they ended up selling the property. They took a loss um, after fees and costs and everything because they didn't do their due diligence. So um, going back to condos and inspections, um, again, a different process for inspecting a condo because a lot of the building itself is maintained um, by the association or certain things are. So so
1: touch on some unique unique things that you have to pay attention to in, in condos. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and those items that typically would be maintained by the association, I'd still try to inspect because if there are issues, it's a good time to get them fixed before the new owner gets in there. So anything that's accessible, I, I typically try to include. Um, the other thing is that uh, systems and, and components are typically located in different areas in a condo. AC unit might be on a roof. Yeah. Um, electrical, main electrical panel might be in, in a uh, locked closet down the hallway or on a different floor. So on those things, it's always good to take a little extra time to figure out where these things are at. Hopefully having access to somebody in the building who can give you access to those other right. areas if they're locked, yep. which oftentimes they are. Um, but again, try to uh, be as comprehensive as possible and still include all those areas that I typically would, but it is, it is different for sure.
0: The other thing that you have to be prepared for when you're buying a condo is that your investment from a condition standpoint, and look, it, it actually doesn't just apply to condition, it applies to whole other things, but it's dependent on other people because other people's units and inspection deficiencies in other people's units can inf- can affect your unit. So you may find something wrong with a condo um, that isn't being caused in that condo. You know, a, a, <laughs> the, build, the unit above you leaking. Uh, the unit above you that did something wrong with their floors and caused some sort of subframe issue. There's There, there are a lot of those things that in a condo, that are different than a single family home from an inspection standpoint, but also from a, you know, just day-to-day living standpoint. You know, in your single family home, there's nobody else besides you that's going to, you know, t- t- that's going to cause those problems. I mean, Mother Nature, obviously, but no human is going to make decisions that impact you. And, and condos are tough because... Not only do you have to deal with those things, but you also have to deal with the ramifications of HOA decisions that could negatively impact your value. You could have people that won a popularity contest but are not smart business people make bad business decisions that affect your value. I've seen it happen a lot. And um, unfortunately, um, it's why, you know, I'm personally probably, man, I, I don't know that I'll ever live in a condo. I just, I've seen enough horror stories that I just don't want to deal with it. It's the right thing for a lot of people. Um, but but there there are some drawbacks to having to put your um, you know value of your property and your livelihood in the hands of other people when they and a lot of times have carte blanche uh, authority to make decisions that cost that could cost you money you know what 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 kind of insurance policy they get what the HOA fees are what the HOA fee covers how much maintenance they do and um, so you know I'm an advocate that if you are going to be in a condo building. And you are going to, um, you know, have a lot of your worth tied up into a get involved, you know, get involved into the HOA, know what's going on, speak your voice, vote, Um, because sometimes the people get elected and it's like, how in the world are we? how why did we elect this person because they bring cookies to everyone at christmas like i mean it's literally like what it ends up being and then they're making the decisions for you that uh, a lot of times are not good decisions so so again you're listening to the Duncan Duo real estate show here on WFLA news when we aren't on air make sure to follow us on all of our socials um at the duncan duo twitter instagram youtube tiktok snapchat facebook um hit us up if you bought or sold a home with us before we are um always doing some really cool things for our vip facebook page these are um clients that have bought or sold home with us and we we this is a private page so you you know our, our private page you have to contact us you can call us to get access to it or you can send us a message to one of our social media channels and we'll add you but uh, we always do some really cool stuff for our uh, vip uh clients that are um you know that are that have bought or sold with us before so make sure that you're checking us out i looked at our stats for uh real estate um for for the Tampa Bay market not long ago. And one thing that I noticed and this is the first time in a few years that we've had the number of sales drop from March to April, okay? So, um, you know, and and again, usually for March to April, you're seeing an uptick. And people are like, "Oh, does that mean the market's slowing?" And and to me, it just means there just aren't enough homes for sale. I mean, it continues to be that we don't have enough inventory. For, um, for the demand in the marketplace, and that's the the shortage of homes. And so the other thing that I saw is from March to April, the average sale price in Tampa Bay, and for the people that think the real estate market's on the downturn, here's some data for you. The average sale price from March to April rose the most in my entire real estate career. It rose 7% in one month. It went from like 420-something to the 450s in one month, 7% gain. So for people out there thinking the world is gonna crash, the market's gonna crash, there there has to be a massive increase in inventory, which we don't have, um, and and depreciation has to start for you to think the real estate market is heading in a negative direction. Uh, home prices continue to go up, and a lot of people say, oh, well inflation's gonna slow down real estate pricing. That has only happened once, you know. During the last bust, you know, it eventually happened, but we had years of inflation happening where real estate values didn't start dropping for a while. So I'm not saying the real estate market won't go in the other direction. Look, it's cyclical; it always goes up, it always goes down. I mean, it, it's gonna, it's a, it's a curve. It, it always shifts. Okay, so I'm not saying it won't, but to believe that that's happening, you know, this year is is a fallacy. It's just there's too much data that points to things things going in a positive direction. And um, our market continues to be the focal point of so many people moving from other parts of the country. So are there going to be real estate markets that see a downturn this year? Probably later in the year, I think so. But there's certainly not markets like ours where we're seeing these massive population growth. So um, we're going to be back wrapping up our last segment. Um, we're going to continue our conversation about the local real estate market after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show.